Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. There are many reasons to pray, to express gratitude. Like, God, I I thank you for what I have. Or to, to make a request. God, please help me. To praise as the psalmist that we heard. God, by your strength, you establish the mountains. You are girded with might. You silence the roaring seas, the roaring of their waves. So we might pray to praise. In all the ways that we pray and for all of the reasons, God is the object of our prayers. And yet we are the ones most affected by the prayer. In prayer, God changes us and not really the other way around. As the Bible saying goes, you, O God, are the potter and we are the clay. And here in this place, in this church, we leave our individual solitary prayers and we pray together. So what is going on here? The Holy Gospel according to Luke in the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. He said, two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus. God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves and rogues and adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all of my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So these last few weeks, we've been hearing some of Jesus' great parables. The one where he talks about faith like a mustard seed, that's more than enough for God to do wonders. Or the one about the widow who is unrelenting in her quest for justice. Today, the gospel writer Luke 
tells us uh, who Jesus is sharing this parable with, a little bit about these folks. He says that they were some of those who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and then regarded others with contempt. And the parable starts out a little bit like a joke. Jesus could tell a joke. So a Pharisee and a tax collector walk into the temple. It's a great setup for a joke. Actually, it reminds me, have you heard the one about a priest and a rabbi and a Lutheran pastor walk into a bar? Bartender looks up and says, hey, is this some kind of a joke? Exactly. <laughs> but there's no rule that Jesus could not tell a joke. In fact, humor is a great way to communicate hard truths. Comedians help us notice things about our culture, humor, finding humor in some of the simple things. They can even help us notice things about ourselves. And if Jesus is wanting his disciples to understand something about himself, wanting those in the crowd who think a little highly of themselves to, to maybe consider some hard truth about themselves, then why not tell a joke? Robin Williams was one of the great comedians. He once told a reporter from the LA Times about where comedy comes from for him. He said, for me, comedy starts as a spew, a kind of explosion, and then you sculpt it from there, if at all. It comes out of a deeper, dark side, he says. Maybe it comes from anger, because I'm outraged by cruel absurdities, the hypocrisy that exists everywhere even within yourself, where it's hardest to see. Comedy can come from a dark place, but comedy can be a light to reveal what is there, to help us notice, to guide, to bring hope. Jesus came into the world to do those very things, to reveal God's love in the world, to help us notice grace and beauty in others and in creation, to guide us in a better way, repentance and love, to bring us hope. And wasn't Jesus, like Robin Williams said, wasn't Jesus outraged by the cruel absurdities of this world? The illnesses that strike out of nowhere which he healed, the exclusion and judgmentalism, which he saw, and so he welcomed all, he loved all. Didn't Jesus also point out the hypocrisy that exists everywhere, even within ourselves, where it's sometimes hardest to see? Maybe especially for our fellow religious folks, and Jesus' disciples, well, Jesus' disciples were being prepared for a very important mission to carry on his work, but without him there to reveal and show the way. They were starting to police 
those who would come to Jesus. He had started to see the way they were setting up some barriers. That once they didn't let children come to him, he said, no, 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 let the children come to me. Once he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors like Zacchaeus, and folks said, you, you, can't, you shouldn't do that. Don't you know who you're eating with? Yes, he had come to eat with those people. They were setting up barriers. They were policing. And so Jesus shares a parable, maybe a joke. A lesson on hypocrisy and humility was in store. And maybe it was funny. And maybe it helped them to laugh at themselves when they saw what they were doing, the absurdity, the hypocrisy of it all. A Pharisee and a tax collector walk into a temple. Is this some kind of a joke? Pharisees were there to help people in the practice of their religion. But as is the case sometimes with these things, they could get a little carried away. Tax collectors, on the other hand, uh, could also get a little carried away and were pretty much universally despised. They were seen as sellouts to the Roman Empire, shaking down their own people. And now Jesus, as you might expect, had friends who were Pharisees, and he had friends who were tax collectors. Just like he has followers today who are probably going to vote for Dr. Oz, others who are going to vote for Fetterman. This is what Jesus does. He calls together into discipleship people who are very different, even nasty to each other. And then he holds up a light. Or as the Gospel of John tells us, he himself is the light. And like a good joke, it exposes some of the uncomfortable truths, some of the hypocrisies within us. So the Pharisee, he goes off to his corner to pray alone. Dear God, I thank you that I am not like other people, uh, thieves and rogues and, and even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of my income. Meanwhile, the tax collector, standing far off, hanging his head, beating his chest. Oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Do you know what a caricature artist does? Anyone ever been to a caricature artist? So, uh, John, you have, I'd love you have it. Not with you, but, oh. So a caricature artist, you, you sometimes see them at like a, a festival out on the boardwalk somewhere. They, you sit down with them, they, they'll draw you a picture of you, but they want to learn a little bit about you first, so you tell them what your hobbies are, what your interests are, and as you're talking, they're drawing, and then they turn around a picture of you, and uh, maybe you have a prominent nose and your actual face, and maybe you have a slight little gap in your teeth. Now, when you see that picture of yourself, your nose will be huge, and that Big toothy grin will have a gap the size large enough to walk a camel through and you'll be playing a piano because that's the thing that you do. Caricature artist takes uh, little things and, that are true about us and blows them up big. 
Jesus paints this Pharisee and tax collector as caricatures. The tax collectors listening couldn't help but laugh at themselves. I mean, who wouldn't love to see a groveling tax collector? Embarrassed, ashamed at what they're doing. Oh, God, have mercy on me. I'm so awful. The tax collectors, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And the Pharisees, they couldn't help but shake their heads and smile because, yeah, they can be a little bit extra. But the punchline is also the lesson. Because the tax collector and the Pharisee walk out of the temple together, the tax collector having been given God's mercy, because of course, God is merciful, and the Pharisee humbled, just like the guy he was thanking God he wasn't like. You could almost imagine the tax collector with a little pep in his step, patting the Pharisee on the back, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, great, peace be with you, and then holding out his hand to collect the man's dues because, you know, part of the joke says he stopped being a tax collector. When, when Jesus exposes, what Jesus exposes is an uncomfortable truth for us. The way Robin Williams says the comedy can. He exposed that even in the temple, even in the presence of God, even in our prayer, there is present the absurdity of anger and hatred. There is the absurdity of God's grace for the repentant sinner who continues perhaps to go on sinning. There is the hypocrisy that exists in them, in us. That all of this happens under the banner of religion. Dear God, thank you that I am not like those drug addicts on 13th Street. Thank you that I am not like those Democrats. Thank you that I am not like those Republicans. Thank you that I am not like those Catholics. Thank you that I am not like those Presbyterians. Meanwhile, on the other side of the aisle, there they are, begging for God's mercy, receiving his grace, and carrying on. There they are. So there's the joke, and there's the truth. But there's also a better way to go from this parable forward a better way loaded into Jesus' parable joke. God is going to humble those who are on their high horse, those who are smug in their piety, those who are self-righteous. And also God is going to lift up those who are pushed down or forgotten. This is what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. But he's not just going to reverse the order of things. He's creating a new order, a new way. One where Pharisees and tax collectors recognize the absurdity of coming into the presence of God to pray while staying alone in their separate corners. In their little bubbles. But in the church. 
Following Jesus means that, that we leave our silos, we leave our tribes, we leave our isolation, and we come together in prayer. We face each other. We open up our hearts to each other and to God when we ask for prayers. Prayers for, for, for a father, maybe, who is dying. Or a cousin who is struggling. Or for ourselves, because we, we are just so happy about something, we, we want to share it with those who've come together in prayer. It's absurd and hypocritical to come into God's presence in prayer and worship, in discipleship, and to remain unchanged and unavailable to the people that God is calling us into relationship with through our faith. I mean, just look at who has walked into worship today. And not just here, but in places of worship all around the world right now, all coming to God in prayer right now. And we could stand off alone in our corners, or we could draw together. The life of faith, of discipleship, it is not about scoring points from God. God doesn't get anything out of our fasting and our tithing. We might, if it draws us closer to God and to the people following him, if it allows us to love more generously the people that he created within the universe that he made and which we feel some desire to care for. And so it's kind of funny. Jesus says the tax collector went home made right with God rather than the Pharisee because it could have gone another way the way of Jesus where they come together in the temple and they share their prayers with each other and they face God by turning towards each other and then the Pharisee helps the tax collector find a path to express his faith. And the tax collector helps the Pharisee file his returns. Or maybe just become a, a brother in faith. This is what faithful community can look like. But we do have to be honest about our hypocrisies and absurdities what we call the confession of sin. And God, who is faithful and just, will humble us and lift us up and bring us together. A police officer and a convict walk into a church. A Democrat and a Republican come to the communion table. A person who only speaks English and a person who only speaks Spanish bow their heads together in prayer. Is this some kind of a joke? It's the body of Christ. But it can be kind of funny when you think about it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. 
If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.